What's up, everybody? I'm David Hain, and I'd like to welcome you to episode 44 of the A to D from Addict to Disciple podcast. I'd like to give a big shout out to our new listeners from Red Bank, New Jersey. Thanks for listening. If you'd like one-on-one counseling, or if you want to start or join an online group using the From A to D curriculum and podcasts, go to my website, www.fromatod.org and click on the contact page or leave me a message on Anchor. We'll get into this episode entitled Don't Make Promises, A Look at Amends when we come back. Welcome back to this episode entitled Don't Make Promises, A Look at Making Amends. As we start to look at making amends, I want to emphasize that these are steps eight and nine in the 12 steps. They are not step one and two. And I want to urge everyone not to go out and attempt to make amends before you're ready. Too often we jump into making amends before we truly reach the point of taking responsibility for our own actions in addiction. Sometimes we make amends even before we've begun to forgive ourselves. So I guess what I'm saying is this episode isn't enough to make you ready to make amends. Make sure you're working your curriculum. Make sure you're working the steps. And remember, our goal in these steps is to make amends, not make friends. Okay, let's look at the steps. The eighth step is, quote, made a list of all people we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. So this involves making amends with others who may have been harmed in your addiction. The spiritual principles from AA for step eight are numerous. It involves forgiveness and honesty, courage, willingness, accountability, humility, and compassion. All of these are key character traits that should have been part of our transformation as we worked steps four through seven. By listing who we believe we have harmed, we are holding ourselves accountable. By admitting we are human and have made mistakes, we develop compassion for ourselves. Step nine is made direct amends to people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. So this involves good judgment, a careful sense of timing, courage, and wisdom. We need all of these qualities as we go through step nine. Not everyone will be available for us to make amends in person. Some may have passed on. Some There may be court orders keeping us from ever talking to them again. So it involves working with your coach or your sponsor as you develop these. And the spiritual principle involved is that of forgiveness, not only from others, but forgiving ourself, which can bring healing to both parties. Benjamin Franklin once said, and I quote, never ruin an apology with an excuse. So do you start step eight 
and begin to make your checklist, having stopped blaming someone else for what you said or did in your addiction? Have you stopped minimizing and rationalizing your actions? Are you ready to take full responsibility for your addiction? Remember, never ruin apology with an excuse. Why not just say, that was me in my addiction. I was out of control. I understand that my actions reflected my character at the time. Remember, the time of making amends is not the time of making promises about how you will change. It is a time when your transformation, your core value changes, and your character changes should be obvious. There's a TV show called For Life, and they had some good dialogue on one of their episodes, which really fits well here in this discussion about making amends. The dialogue went something like this. Don't make promises you can't keep. Promises you can't keep are called debts. Then you get caught up spending your time paying off debt to prove your worth. But no matter what you do, they're all going to judge you anyway. You just hope that they will see the good in you. Lord knows I'm just trying to do what's right. And that's a hard thing. A hard thing. Shaw. There's good wisdom from those quotes from that show called For Life. When we get caught up promising to never relapse, we end up continually having to prove our worth and earn someone's trust. Just the thought of that can make you tired. Well, as we key on that, don't make promises you can't keep. It reminds me of an old song by Gary Puckett and the Union Gap. It was entitled, Don't Make Promises. Listen to some of the lyrics. We had a chance to find it. Our time was now or never. You promised me things that I need. But then all the things behind it took away the chance forever. You're telling me lies in your sleep. Do you think I'm not aware of what you're saying or why you're saying it? It's hard to keep me where you want me staying. Don't go on betraying it. Don't make promises you can't keep. That really sums up the thoughts of a lot of people that we may have plans to make amends with. So what is making amends all about? How do we actually do it? Randy Pausch, who authored the last lecture, and he was a professor at Carnegie Mellon University, said proper apologies have three parts. Number one, what I did was wrong. Number two, I feel bad that I hurt you. And number three, how do I make this better? Let me go over those three parts again. What I did was wrong. I feel bad that I hurt you. And how do I make this better? These three parts help us understand making amends is walking in our changed behavior and doing whatever we can to make things right with the people we've hurt in our addiction. That's why making amends is step eight and nine in the 12 steps. We should not attempt to apologize or make amends before 
we've had our own personal transformation and character change, which has resulted in our behavior change. Never apologize when we aren't sorry. How can you understand the pain and emotional hurt that you've caused someone when you've been numbing your own emotions for years with your drug of choice? But it is important when we're making amends to try your best to name the hurt, the emotional wound and pain that you think you've caused and allow your victim to correct you and say, these are actually the hurts that I've been struggling with. In that way, you can honestly say, I'm sorry for what I've done to you and the pain I put you through. You may find this hard to believe, but I never intended to hurt you. I don't know that you'll ever be able to forgive me for what I've done. I just want you to know I am truly sorry. Remember, apologies can't always change the past, but they are meant to change the future. However, they can begin the healing in our victim's past and allow them to move forward into a future of freedom. So when I ask you, what are you willing to sacrifice as you're making amends so someone else can live their dream? Sometimes we need to set someone free to live their dream, even though we still want to hold on to them. We feel the loss of losing that relationship. We wish we could reconcile. We wish they were in our life, but we realize that they need their own life. And often we get held back from saying we're sorry due to the fear of being rejected, being unforgiven, and not finding reconciliation. We fear hearing the words, I can forgive, but I can't forget. We know how that could stir up past shame, and we understand that shame and guilt has fueled relapse in the past. But making amends, sincere apologies, can actually free us from the shame of our past and allow us to move forward into a future of freedom, free from that guilt and shame. It's important to understand that the person you apologize to may not be ready to say, I forgive you. They may want to respond, but they need time to process your apology and explanation first. They may never actually say the words, I forgive you, because as they're processing their thoughts and emotions, a day goes by, then another, then each day goes by like it's a week, and then a month. And before you know it, they feel, ah, it's too late to respond at all. So don't put all of your hopes in reconciliation when you're making amends. When we begin the process of making amends, we must accept that reconciliation with friends or family is not our goal. In closing, can you adopt the mindset of Randy Pausch, who said, and I quote, look, I'm going to find a way to be happy, and I'd really love to be happy with you. 
But if I can't be happy with you, then I'll find a way to be happy without you. Thanks for listening to this episode of the A to D from Addict to Disciple podcast. If you enjoy these podcasts, please share the link with your friends. If you'd like to support our work with people caught in the snare of addiction, homelessness, or incarceration, click on the support link in this episode's description. Your donation of any amount could change a life. Tune in Monday for our next episode. And as always, stay safe and stay strong.